0: ...till the top of the hour when we'll bring you the early news at nine hours Greenwich main time. The time now is eight hours GMT and it's time for Von Scope to stay tuned. This is Vonscope, a half-hour program of news, views, comments and analysis of issues coming to you from Voice of Nigeria. Don't forget our web address is www.von.gov.ng. On our big story for this edition, the Nigerian Legislature urges the Nursing and Midwifery Council not to implement the revised guidelines for verification. We find out what these guidelines are in the course of the program. Also on our news headlines... Nigeria's president endorses expatriate employment levy initiative. East Africa commences largest military exercise. And U.S. president wins Michigan primary. Details and more will be coming up, including the economic and sports news, today in history, and of course an African proverb in the course of the program. This is Von Scope. My name is Okatahi Bujia. Remember, we're also coming to you on a battery of social media platforms, but we'd love for you to download the Voice of Nigeria mobile app. Also, interact with us live on our Facebook handle, at Von Newscast. Now the details of the news bulletin. Nigeria's president, Bola Ahmed Tinubu, has declared his support for the Expatriate Employment Levy (EEL) scheme, saying the initiative will checkmate insecurity, generate more funds, as well as close the wage gap between the expatriates and the Nigerian labor force. Launching the initiative at the state house on Tuesday, President Tinubu cautioned the Nigerian Immigration Service (NIS) against turning the EEL into an administrative bottleneck that would discourage foreign investors in the country. The President described the EEL initiative as a game-changer that will impose an effective timeline on expatriates working in Nigeria to train and develop Nigerian workers further. President Bola Tinubu also lauded the collaboration between the Infrastructure Concession Regulatory Commission, ICRC, the Central Bank of Nigeria, and the Federal Ministries of Finance, Budget and National Planning, saying individuals heading the organisations have partnered in the spirit of development and progress. Also, the Nigerian president, Bola Tinubu, has stated that the decision of his administration to remove subsidy on premium motor spirit, PMS, was premised on the need to ensure long-term energy security and economic prosperity of Nigeria. The president stated this in his keynote address at the opening ceremony of the 7th Nigeria International Energy Summit at the presidential villa Abuja. The president, who was represented at the event by the Minister of Information and National Orientation, Mohamed Idris, noted that the petroleum subsidy had, over the years, strained the country's economic resources, leading to inefficiencies and, most importantly, hindering the ability to invest in critical areas of energy security. President Tinubu admitted that the decision to remove the petroleum subsidy was a challenging one, but stressed that it was a step that must be taken to secure Nigeria's energy future and foster economic growth. Meanwhile, the 7th edition of the Nigeria International Energy Summit, NIES 2024, has opened in the Federal Capital Territory, Abuja, with discussions centered around the challenges and opportunities in the energy sector. The Minister of State for Petroleum Resources, GAS, Ekberikbe Ekbo, said Nigeria is at a critical juncture in its journey towards a sustainable energy future for the nation. In his opening address, Ekpo recognized that the relationship between this year's theme of the summit, which borders on security, transition and finance, and the gas industry's potential, will help in unlocking the country's future to the right path. The minister revealed that Nigeria has decided to toe the line of sustainable energy for the future through the use of gas as a transition fuel. Ekpo believes that Nigeria's huge gas reserves, which is more than 208 million, TCF, at present, will play a crucial role in securing the country's future in the energy landscape. The Nigerian Senate has constituted a 10-member ad hoc committee to ascertain the reasons behind the moribund state of the Ajaokuta Steel Company and the National Ore Mining Company, (Niomco), despite the alleged payment of $496 million to contractors between 2008 and now. The Deputy Senate President, Senator Barau Jibrin, who presided over plenary, announced the composition of the committee. The resolution to set up the panel followed the adoption of a motion sponsored by the Kogi Central Senator, Natasha akpoti Udwagan. The committee is chaired by the senator representing Ondo Central Senatorial District, Adeni Adegbonimre, while Senator Suleiman Kau, representing Kano South, will serve as deputy chairman. Senator Jibrin directed the committee to report their findings to the Senate for debate and adoption within two weeks. On the foreign scene, a U.S.-led military exercise codenamed Justified Accord has begun in Kenya, with more than 20 nations taking part in what has been billed as the largest event of its kind in East Africa. According to reports, the 11-day exercise, which will end on Thursday, 7th of March, is aimed at increasing participating countries' readiness for peacekeeping missions, crisis response and humanitarian assistance. Dozens of U.S.-trained Somali commanders will take part in the exercise, which, according to reports, will bring together 1,000 personnel and units from 23 nations. The U.S. has led similar exercises in East Africa in recent years as the region grapples with a deadly Al-Shabaab insurgency and other security challenges. And United States President Joe Biden has won the Democratic presidential primary in the state of Michigan, according to media projections, but early counts showed he faced noticeable opposition over his support for Israel's war on Gaza. In Michigan, which is home to a large Arab-American constituency, Democratic voters had been urged to mark their primary ballots as uncommitted in protest of Biden's Gaza policy. Reports say that 25% of the votes counted Biden had 80% support, with uncommitted getting 14.5%. The latter amounts to 33 ballots so far, a number higher than the goal of 10,000 set by organizers of the protest vote. Michigan routinely offers an uncommitted option as a way of questioning whether a named candidate has the support of the party's base. That's it on the News Bulletin. The program is Von Scope coming to you from Voice of Nigeria. Now, as you may have already heard, President Bola Tinubu has launched Nigeria's expatriate employment scheme. Launching the initiative at the State House in Abuja, President Tinubu commended the Minister of Interior, Olubumi Tunjojo, for his innovations in the ministry, especially in reducing the burdens of Nigerians in passport issuance. The Nigerian leader cautioned the Nigerian Immigration Service against turning the expatriate employment scheme into an administrative bottleneck that may create encumbrances for foreign investors in the country. Voice of Nigeria State House correspondent Temitope Mustafa, who attended the launch of the initiative, filed in this report.
1: Launching the expatriate employment levy initiative on Tuesday, President Inubu said that the scheme will facilitate homegrown skill retention and technology domestication. The Nigerian leader expressed satisfaction in the scheme developed by the Federal Ministry of Interior through the Nigerian Migration Service and a private firm. He said that the expatriate employment levy will create balanced employment opportunities between Nigerians and foreigners.
2: We expect revenue generation... Improvement, improve naturalization and indigenization. Employment of more Nigerians by foreign companies operating in this country. Balancing of employment opportunity between Nigerians and expatriates. Close wage gap between the expatriate and the Nigerian labor force by making it more attractive. To hire Nigeria.
1: The Nigerian leader warned that the scheme should not be used as an impediment to discourage foreign investors.
2: We are glad that good effort is being made to retool, re engineer the finances of the country, and make growth our hallmark. I've been further assured that the project has the capacity of plugging loopholes. And gaps that have been deviled the country in dealing with security challenges. Movement of foreigners in and out of the country. Interestingly, this scheme will wield the dual fold of revenue generation as well as addressing your employment challenges and salary gaps.
1: Speaking on the details of the initiative, the Minister of Interior, Mr. Bumitun Jiojo, explained that the project would be operated on a public-private partnership module between the federal government of Nigeria, the Nigerian Immigration Service, NIS, which is the implementing agency, and a technical partner, EEL Projects Limited.
3: Having reviewed the outline business case, the OBC, the ministry, in collaboration with relevant MDS, carried out due diligence to interrogate issues around reciprocity, legality, concession, taxation, backlashes, etc., vis-a-vis economic and political implications.
1: The export trade initiative of Nigeria advocates homegrown skill retention and domestication of technologies. From the council chamber of the presidential villa, Temitope Mustafa reporting for Voice of Nigeria.
0: Let's now head to the legislature, where the Nigerian House of Representatives is urging the Nursing and Midwifery Council of Nigeria not to implement the revised guidelines for verification dated February 7, 2023, pending the investigation by the House. The resolution was passed sequel to the adoption of a motion of urgent public importance, sponsored by Patrick Kumore, who frowned at the circumstances surrounding the revised guidelines. Voice of Nigeria correspondent Gloria Iscien reports on this and other activities at the House of Representatives.
4: While leading the debate on his motion, Honorable Moore noted that the revised guideline, amongst others, stipulates that applicants for verification must have a minimum of two years post-qualification experience from the date of issuance of permanent practice license, obtain a letter of good standing from the chief executive officer of the applicant's place of work, and last training institution attended, and that processing of application shall take a minimum of six months. He also said that the House was aware that verification of certificate was to confirm and authenticate an already existing certificate issued by the nursing and midwifery council of nigeria therefore the requirement for two years post-qualification experience before verification of candidate was unreasonable and may amongst other things restrict the freedom of nurses seeking education or additional skills and trainings in foreign universities aware
5: of the concerns protest and stiff opposition to the implementation of the revised guidelines by health professionals, led by the National Association of Nigerian Nurses and Midwives.
4: In another development, the House of Representatives had mandated its Committee on Disability to investigate the compliance level of ministries, departments, and agencies of government to the Disability Act 2018. In a motion sponsored by Hon. Larry Okunola, he noted that Section 3 to 8 of the Discrimin- Discrimination Against Persons with Disability Prohibition Act 2018 specified that persons with disability has the right to access physical environments and buildings on an equal basis with others. He also noted that most persons with disabilities face stigmatization, discrimination, violence, lack of access to physical structures such as transportation, health, education, housing and other necessities of life. Now
2: the National Assembly passed the discrimination against persons with disabilities and signed into law by former President Muhammad Bowery. For most ministries, departments and agencies of government are yet to implement this act, which is contrary to Section 121 of the Disability Act 2018.
4: House of Representatives mandated its Committee on Disability to investigate the non-compliance by ministries, departments, and agencies and report back to the House within two weeks. Meanwhile, the National Assembly played host to the leadership of the Nigerian Labor Congress and thousands of Nigerian workers who were at the National Assembly to protest the hardship currently being experienced in the country. The workers submitted a letter to the leadership of the National Assembly for onward transmission to President Bola Tinubu from the National Assembly. and reported for
0: Voice of Nigeria. To security. Nigerians have been charged to stop negative utterances about the country. The Chief of Defence Staff, General Christopher Moussa, gave the charge in Abuja, Nigeria's capital, during a one-day seminar with defence correspondents with the theme Civil-Military Relations, Non-Kinetic Efforts of the Nigerian Military in Security Management, Challenges and Prospects. The defence chief said that the challenges are enormous globally, but there is need to look at the positive side as well as speak well of the country. Voice of Nigeria defence correspondent Martha Obi, who was at the seminar, tells us more.
6: Today's war is won. The enemy is not a state, but a movement. A war without national borders, a war between states and networks, is the type of war the country is facing. The Nigerian Chief of Defense Staff, General Christopher Musa, who made this known, said that the traditional notion of war relying heavily on kinetic means is gradually being relegated. And Nigerians are now seeking to possess and apply non-kinetic approaches to project power, secure interests, and solve problems. He said that the armed forces of Nigeria, being the key driver encountering the myriad of security threats nationwide, has sustained non military and soft strategies as a means to an end of these multifaceted threats.
3: Nigeria, as a diverse and complex nation, faces a myriad of security threats that demand our unvarying attention and concerted efforts to address. From separatism, insurgencies, and terrorism to intercommunal conflicts, transnational organized crimes, and the myriad of other security challenges.
6: the Director General Nigerian Army Resource Centre Major General Wahab Gaba retired says that the seminar is a way of providing the platform for the military and the media to have a handshake ship because there is a divide and unless both come closer they will not understand each other. He noted that there are cultural differences between the both.
7: Those issues are there everywhere in the world and
8: unfortunately in Nigeria we tend to compare what is obtainable in the US
7: to what is obtainable in Nigeria.
6: The Director General, Voice of Nigeria, Jubrin Baba Ndasi, speaks on the topic military-media relations in the age of durable disorder. According to him, the military is conducting war against the enemy and the media is equally doing the same by trying to know all information while the military keeps some secrets from them. He noted that the military-media relations are like cat-and-mouse game in the course of current out their duties for the interests of the nation
3: but this is also not a nigerian challenge it's a global challenge globally the military and the media play dominant role in the national development of various nation states for the military it is in maintaining peace and security protecting internal restoration protecting territorial integrity projection of national power protecting national interests and security.
6: Many resource persons and dignitaries were in attendance. From Nigerian Army Resource Centre Abuja, this is Martha Ubi reporting for Voice of Nigeria.
0: Well, on security-related matters, after recording relative nationwide success at day one of protest rallies against hunger in the country, the Nigeria Labor Congress, NLC, on Tuesday night, suspended further street protests, earlier scheduled to continue on Wednesday. President of the Nigeria Labor Congress, Joe Ajero, said the decision was taken after a National Executive Council meeting. He urged the federal government to urgently address hunger and economic hardship in the country. Moving on now, it's no longer news that the Economic Community of West African States, ECOWAS, recently lifted sanctions it imposed on Burkina Faso, Mali and Niger. In today's news commentary, Voice of Nigeria correspondent, Aliou Othman, examines the way forward. The Economic Community of West African States ECOWAS
9: recently lifted the sanctions it imposed on Burkina Faso, Mali and Niger, citing humanitarian consideration as its reasons aimed at protecting the people and the regional integration of the 15 member nations. The ECOWAS, at the end of its extraordinary session in Abuja, directed that sanctions related to land and borders closure, banking, freezing of assets of leaders and all service transactions, including electricity supply by Nigeria to Niger and travel by on military officials involved in the coup amongst others were lifted with immediate effect. The lifting of the sanctions and opening of further discussions have shown a level of commitment by the ECOWAS leaders under the leadership of Nigeria's President Bola Ahmed Tinubu to explore diplomatic ways of resolving the misunderstanding that followed the military takeover in the affected countries. The decision by the leaders of Burkina Faso, Mali and Niger to announce their withdrawal from ECOWAS was hinged on what they termed the inhumane and illegal sanctions imposed on them following the coups and resulted in the stoppage of all suspension of all development projects and programs by multilateral agencies worth over $500 million. Other implications of the sanctions identified by ECOWAS centered on social economic, political, security and humanitarian grounds that may draw back the regional bloc integration and development objectives with direct consequence on the citizens. The president of the ECOWAS Commission, Omar Tore, in a communique, urged leaders of the three countries to reconsider their to leave ECOWAS given the benefits to member nations and their citizens from the regional bloc and encourage them to resort to dialogue, negotiations and mediation available within the framework of ECOWAS protocols to address all their concerns. The ECOWAS Extraordinary Session resolved to invite Burkina Faso, Mali, Niger and Guinea to a technical and consultative meeting on all security-related discussions and express the hope that the affected nations will give peace a chance in moving the regional bloc forward for the desired objectives of the regional body, the ECOWAS Commission should, as a matter of urgency, convene the meeting of ministers of finance and defence, as mandated by the extraordinary meeting, to come up with modalities of for financing and equipping count and equipping. Counter terrorism forces that will help restore peace to member nations when the need arises, as was the case in the nineteen nineties with the economic community community of West African States monitoring group ECOMOG. The chairman of the ECOWAS heads of state and government, Nigeria's President Tinubu, emphasized at the meeting that everything ECOWAS did was in hopes of persuading our brothers that there exists a better path, a path that will that'll will lead to genuine improvement of their people's welfare through democratic good governance. The efforts of the founding fathers of ECOWAS, like former Nigeria Head of State General Yakubu Gowon, to resolve the problem should be commended. There is also the need to further dialogue with the four nations towards amicable resolution to enable the regional bloc forge ahead for the benefits of the West African people. ECOWAS should also adopt a peer review mechanism like that of the African Union AU to seek close assessment of how member nations could help provide quick wins for any member faced with social-political problems with earlier warning signs before it goes out of control. The leaders of Erkawas should, as a matter of necessity and urgency, provide good governance for their citizens. It is by so doing that the incidence of coups could be minimized, if not totally eliminated. As the world watches how ECOWAS navigates through this, rapprochement, through this rapprochement, it is expected that the process will go a long way in providing resource-driven leadership in Africa. It is hoped that the original body will replicate what it did in the 1990s during the wars in Liberia and Alone when it deployed the defunct interventionist force ECOMOG to restore peace in the two nations to the envy of the world.
0: That news commentary is titled Burkina Faso, Mali, Niger The Way Forward for ECOWAS, and it was written by Voice of Nigeria's Aliu Othman and presented by Jude Kankara. You're still listening to Von Scope coming to you from Voice of Nigeria. Let's now join Elizabeth Christopher for the Economic and Business News.
4: The Central Bank of Nigeria, CBN, has raised its benchmark interest rate, known as the monetary policy rate, (MPR), to 22.75%. The governor of the bank, Mr. Olayemi Kadoso, disclosed this while briefing journalists on the outcome of the first monetary policy meeting under his leadership.
7: The committee decided to further tighten monetary policy as follows. 1. Raise the MPR by 400 basis points to 22.75 from 18.75%. Adjust the asymmetric corridor around the MPR to plus 100 to minus 700 from plus 100 to minus 300 basis points. Raise the cash reserve ratio from 32.5% to 45%. Retain the liquidity ratio at 30%. Considerations. The committee's decisions were centered on the current inflationary and exchange rate pressures, projected inflation and rising inflation expectations.
4: Mr. Cardoso, who expressed concerns about unwholesome practices in the foreign exchange market, said the bank was pursuing a strong regulatory framework to provide solutions to the challenges. That's the Economic News. I am Elizabeth Christopher.
0: Thank you, Elizabeth. Now Solomon Chung brings us the latest from the world of sports.
5: Hello and welcome to Sports News. World Soccer Government by the FIFA announced on Monday that it is establishing a new series of friendly matches on one side during the international season called the FIFA Series, with a trial project started in four countries next month. FIFA will pay for travel expenses, and the series is intended to help national teams that do not have the chance to play teams from other confederations, even though there are no trophies or prize money. The FIFA Series will have a soft start in four countries Saudi Arabia, Algeria, Azerbaijan, and Sri Lanka from 18 to 26th of March. Each of the four teams will play two matches while residing in the same area. Two groups intended for nations that have never qualified for the World Cup will be hosted by Saudi Arabia. However, the matches will not feature the host. Mamadov stated that in addition to looking into streaming games on the FIFA Plus platform, they are actively working on resolving television broadcast deals for the series. He clarified that since these events were taking place during the international break, there had been no dispute with Confederation over their schedules. Chelsea's season as well as potential future of manager Mauricio Pochettino is at stake when they play second-tier Leeds United in the FA Cup fifth round on Wednesday. Pochettino was denied his first piece of trophy in English football and the kind of momentous victory that could have launched his career due to Liverpool's close loss in Sunday's League Cup final. Chelsea's poor season is currently in jeopardy and losing against Leeds will not help their situation as attacker Christopher Kunku is sidelined once more due to recurring injury problems. That's all, package on Sports News.
0: Thanks for listening.
5: I am Solomon Chum.
0: Before we bring you the weather forecast, let's take a trip back in time to remind you of notable events that occurred on this day, 28th of February, in history. On this day in 1967, American basketball legend Will Chamberlain broke the NBA record with his 35th consecutive field goal. Still on this day in 1984, the King of Pop, Michael Jackson, won eight Grammys at the 26th Grammy Awards. And finally on this day in 1991, the Gulf War came to an end after a ceasefire was declared by the United Nations. Those are snippets of notable events which occurred on this day in history. Now Margaret Abeshi brings us the weather forecast.
10: the forecast across Africa for Wednesday 28 February 2024. Nigerian Meteorological Agency, NIMET, predicts mostly cloudy conditions from the south up to the central states with chances of morning thunderstorms to Bayelsa, Ibom, and Cross River State, while the north is expected to be dry and sunny. Later in the day, better prospects of thunderstorms are expected to the coastal cities extending to Ogun, Ondo, Edo, Imo, Abia and Delta State, as well as to some central states which may or may not be accompanied by rain. Nightly ones have increased in temperature. Therefore, people are advised to stay hydrated. General temperatures will range from 31 to 40 degrees Celsius across the country. Across Africa, Kumasi, Ghana, in West Africa, will have thunder showers with a temperature of about 36 degrees Celsius. Mombasa, Kenya, in East Africa, will also have thunder showers with a temperature of about 33 degrees Celsius. Constantine, Algeria, in North Africa, will have rain showers with a temperature of about 9 degrees. Celsius. In Central Africa, Malabo, Equatorial Guinea, will have tundry showers with a temperature of about 32 degrees Celsius. And in Southern Africa, Francistown, Botswana, will have sunny skies with a temperature of about 29 degrees Celsius. That's today's weather forecast across selected cities in Africa. Remember the effects of climate change and do your part to promote green energy. I am Margaret Ibishi.
0: Well, I can also tell you Abuja right now is quite humid, I must say. Well, moving on to our African Proverbs corner. Today's Peril of Wisdom says, little by little, the bird builds its nest. Well, this means that with continuous efforts, one can achieve any goal in life. So keep pushing. While you ponder in that proverb, a recap of our major stories. Nigeria's president, Bola Ahmed Tinubu has declared his support for the expatriate employment levy, EEL, scheme, saying the initiative will checkmate insecurity, generate more funds, as well as close the wage gap between the expatriates and the Nigerian labor force. A U.S.-led military exercise, named Justified Accord, has begun in Kenya, with more than 20 nations taking part in what has been billed as the largest event of its kind in East Africa. And United States President Joe Biden has won the Democratic presidential primary in the state of Michigan, according to media projections, but early counts showed he faced noticeable opposition over his support for Israel's war on Gaza. Remember, you can listen to Voice of Nigeria via www.von.gov.ng. Also, interact with us by sending your comments or observations to englishvon at yahoo.com or vonigeria880 at gmail.com. This edition was produced by Mercy Gana and am Okatahi Ojia. Do stay tuned for more programs on Voice of Nigeria.
2: From the center of unity, Abuja, to the shores of the Atlantic Ocean, Lagos, this is Voice of Nigeria.
11: A Rhythm of Love from Nigeria. The country that defines the future of Africa, Voice of Nigeria, your authoritative choice.
12: Farming or piggery is the raising and breeding of domestic pigs as livestock. They are reared principally for food. Examples are ham, bacon and sausage and more. Hello and welcome to this edition of Talking Agriculture, reaching you from Voice of Nigeria. It's a program that looks at different agricultural practices in Nigeria and other parts of Africa. Today, we shall be looking at pig farming in Nigeria. Do stay tuned. I am Danielle Bensar. According to statistics, Nigeria ranks among the top pork-producing countries in Africa. In 2019, 298,000 metric tons of pork were produced. Over the last 10 years, Nigeria's pig industry has grown by 40%, according to figures by the Pig Farmers Association of Nigeria (PFAN). Pig farming, which is also known as piggery, is a lucrative farming practice in Nigeria that can pull cash to your bank account on a daily basis due to the high demand of pork in Nigeria. Apart from being lucrative, pig is one of the easiest animals to rear because its feed is easy to get and it reproduces in large numbers. Ajokke Alao is a pig farmer. She elaborates.
13: Pig farming, it's a very lucrative business. It's a kind of business that even the country can rely on because pig is very, very productive and there are various aspects of pig farming that you can do like some people do breeding some do buying and selling, some do fattening, so it depends any aspect your interest lies, that you do for me, I do more of buying and selling. People breed, I buy, I read for some time, I sell for people that will do fattening. That's, I didn't do much of breeding. And it's very good, very lucrative, very successful. I've been in the business for more than two years now, and to God be the glory. I choose this business for for convenience, for peace of mind, because it's, it's a business I can do. I don't have to be there 24-7. And I can monitor my business, even from the comfort of my home. Yes, I have attendants that while I'm not in the farm, I call them what and what is happening. If, I, if any of my animals falls sick I, that I need to be treated, I call on my doctors, they attend to them. If it is the feed, I get people that are bringing the feed to the farm. I can transfer money to their accounts. My carriers will carry the feed into my farm. My attendants will feed them once. My animals are okay. I don't have any problem. The Food and Agriculture
12: Control has estimated that the consumption of pork in Africa and by extension Nigeria will grow from its current size at 10.5 metric tons to about 35 million tons by 2050. Pork is tasty, nutritious, and has great global popularity. It's a very good source of protein, some vitamins, and oil. Labanke, Makinde, and Agriculturist tells us more about this meat.
4: So in all of livestock, we use to tell that pig is the best. And it's actually the best because of the way they reproduce. Pork is white meat. And when you get a certain age in life, you need to be eating pork. Pork works for a lot of things, It it is arthritis, you don't have arthritis. When you are 50, 60, you do your jumping, you, you go to places and you will be fine. Pork is very very healthy and we use it for a lot of things, even for the fact that you don't even eat it, there are ways that pork is coming your way that you don't, you are not aware of. So is it not even better for you to be consuming it so that it will nourish your body. and?
12: Before starting a pig farm in Nigeria, you must acquire suitable expanse of land. The size or area of the land will depend on the number of pigs. The more pigs you want to rear, the more land you will require. To begin with, you have to divide the land into several plots. This will help you raise different species and ages of pigs separately. There are other points to note when choosing land for pig farming in Nigeria. Adegoke Yusuf, a pig farmer, tells us more.
3: The first thing you have to do when you want to start a pig farm is you have to make sure you get the right knowledge because it's very, very important when it comes to pig farming. The next thing you have to do is get good pigs from a good farm. I assume you just want to buy pigs to slaughter. That's a different case, but this is like pigs that you want to use to start your own pig farm. So it doesn't make sense for you to go and get sick pigs. So make sure you get good pigs from a reputable farm and start your own pig farm. Now, the next thing is, you have to get your pen construction right. I made this exact same mistake. Uh, When I was constructing this pig farm, I wasn't present. So the guy that was constructing it, you know, did what he knows how to do best. And uh, what he knows how to do best is not the right thing. So after constructing the pens and the rest, when I was starting the pig farm, I didn't know that they have a required rough surface. So the guy plastered it, it was smooth, it was like it was slippery. So when the pigs were gotten, when they were brought in, I discovered that they were falling so much on the floor. I had to break all the floor again, which was like I had to buy cement and plaster the whole floor. So that was expensive. So assuming that I knew this kind of things before I wouldn't have made that kind of mistake.
12: After selecting a suitable farmland, it's very important to select proper breeds of piglets. This will greatly help in raising good, healthy pigs. It's also advisable to choose both local and hybrid piglets. Crossbreeding of exotic and local breeds is economically viable. This type of crossbred pigs consume more food, grow faster and become healthier than others in no time. The breeding process of pigs is easy and simple. The gestation period of pigs is not more than 115 days. The sow, which is the female pig, gives birth to piglets twice a year and produces more than 10 piglets each time. After delivery, the kids will be fed with breast milk for their first nine weeks of age. After completing the grower stage of piglets, the sow becomes suitable. After selecting a suitable farmland, it's very important to select Proper breeds or piglets, this will greatly help in raising good, healthy pigs. It's also advisable to choose both local and hybrid piglets. Crossbreeding of exotic and local breeds is economically viable. This type of crossbred pigs consume more feed, grow faster, and become healthier than others in no time. The breeding process of pigs is easy and simple. The gestation period of pigs is not more than 115 days. The sow, which is the female pig, gives birth to piglets twice a year and produces more than 10 piglets each time. After delivery, the kids will be fed with breast milk for their first nine weeks of age. After completing the grower stage of piglets, the sow becomes suitable for mating again. Oluyomi Osho tells us more.
8: Number one, it has to do with breed, the breed that you get. We have different breeds that are outside now. So we have the local breed. We have the foreign breed. So it's one of the reasons that might likely cause... You know, retardation, I mean stunt growth in your farm. If you go and get pigs that have been uh, crossed, crossed let's say overcrossed, they have crossed it severally before you get to buy it. You know, you cannot buy two pigs, male and female, from the same spot, except they are of different family. And number two... You have it has to do with the species you buy. We have different kind of species that are outside. We still have the local breed. We have the foreign breed, right? So out of it, we still have what we call large white. We have race. we have duro, we have yankashel. It has a lot to do with the kind of species you buy. Number three, it has to do with the kind of meal you get. So if you get a meal that is not big enough, or that is not quality in nature. There are some physical things you need to check about the male, how active it's going to be. Uh, you see the body, how big it is. You see how fresh it is. No, everything like that will justify if the male will do well once it meets with the female you have in the farm. And number four, that has to do with your feet. Personal hygiene is one of the two. If you are fond of living your pigs in a place that is always litter, always dirty, you are giving them poor water. So you have to take care of them, give them the clean water, you watch their houses and you make sure they are eating well and also living comfortably.
12: Furthermore, giving your pigs fresh and nutritious food can make your pigs healthier, prevent various diseases and ensure proper growth. Aside nutritious foods, there are other factors to consider in order to raise healthy pigs. Michael Ani, a pig farmer, explains. So
8: they only use PKC to feed their pig. And that is not enough. Although PKC is what pigs eat. So you can actually add PKC with your soya. And also add something like GNC or any other stuff to it to make it a very good feed. This PKC of a thing, PKC has, it has a 15% energy and it has some percentage of fat in it. And most of the fat has already been crushed out. It is not 100% complete. If you are giving them that alone, it will not help your pig to grow much well.
12: Generally, pigs eat both grains and grasses. You can also feed your pigs with cooked table scraps, rice, and vegetables. Among all the food elements, corn is the most common food for pigs. Soybeans or cooked meats can also be a great source of protein for pigs. They will grow faster if giving necessary nutritional elements and vitamins and other supplements. Piglets, however, require more protein than mature pigs. You can buy ready-made pig food from the market or make your own mixture. Along with this, pigs require a huge amount of water daily. Pig farming in Nigeria has great business opportunities for the unemployed and for those who want to raise pigs commercially. In order to assist pig farmers in Nigeria, Pig Farmers Association of Nigeria, PFAN, in collaboration with various organizations, always organize trainings on biosecurity and proper farm management. This is where we conclude this edition of Talking Agriculture. In this edition, we featured Peak Farming in Nigeria. For comments, write to the producer, Talking Agriculture, Voice of Nigeria, PMB 5089 Wuse Abuja, or Broadcasting House, PMB 4003. Follow more Ikoi Lagos, Nigeria. You can reach us through our email address, vonenglishproducers at gmail.com. You can also listen to Voice of Nigeria via the Von App, Simple Radio, Radio Garden, and the Tuning App. The program was produced by Fidelia Adinuba. On the audio console was Aliu Hamza, and I am Danielle Bemsar.
11: A rhythm of love from Nigeria. The country that defines the future of Africa. Voice of Nigeria, your authoritative choice.
6: Will
14: the leaders of tomorrow have a country with talks of separations luminary? we inherit a nation where its children are left hungry? Will the walls and gates of our school remain unsafe? And the students
10: go to school without fear. We we'll stay at home forever because our schools
15: are not safe and stop our mothers from shedding a tear. Wise words of our elders is one of a kind. If people united are a people with one mind. They can move mountains and be a great nation. Bring peace and prosperity that will last for generations. Abdul. Kule and Chimka, these are my friends. We are Nigerians and we are here to stay. We are stronger together and this we know. Hausa,
14: Yoruba, Ibo, and many other ethnicities.
1: Nigeria cannot
6: be divided,
9: a mother is one of the most important roles a woman can ever play. Mothers play a huge role in the lives of their children by caring, loving and teaching them as well as preparing them to face life on their own. Little wonder they say that women are burden bearers and also the first teachers of children. Welcome to another edition of Women and Development, a program where we celebrate women and highlight issues affecting them. On this edition we shine our spotlight on Voices for Women in Leadership. I am Jude Kankara. Stay with us. A non-governmental organization, NGO, is typically established to work towards public or social welfare goals. They could focus on human rights, voter education, health care, extending a helping hand to the needy and vulnerable people in the society, etc. In Nigeria, there are several NGOs whose major roles are to alleviate poverty amongst women and youth, as well as those living in the rural areas. Dr. Elizabeth Atanya is the coordinator of Voices for Women in Nigeria Leadership Initiative, Abuja chapter. She gives us more insight.
14: It is a non governmental organization which was founded in 2015 by Hajia Halima Jani. And the aims and objectives of the NGO are as follows to equip the women folk with civil and leadership skills to help in the economic and social empowerment of women to hold seminars and workshops in order to mentor young girls in self-substance and good leadership to propagate good governance and reorient women on the need to be transparent and shun corruption we also do charity work and the slogan is no woman no nation
9: there is need for government to formulate policies that will benefit its citizens and also create conducive environment for them to thrive. Voices for Women in Leadership believes that when Nigerians walk in unity of purpose, a lot can be achieved. They advise that the Nigerian government should review some policies by first creating employment for its teeming youth. Dr. Elizabeth Atanya again.
14: Sometimes when you say let us pray, people will say they are tired of praying. But there's much that goes to God that He can make our leaders to change some of the policies they are making that is making people to suffer. So we are trusting God and we are hoping that they'll actually hear us. We are not the only ones raising our voice. We are adding to many other voices that are talking the same thing. But we want to see that the government will do some things that shows that they are hearing us by doing the things that will change because we are asking the government to look at the things they have done now that is bringing problems what could they do so we want to see that they even start talking about it so we would like to see actually from the president the senate the house of rep the governors that they do things not just giving people palliatives how many people get that so, they are to ensure that they make avenues. People are jobless, but there are avenues that the government can make the environment conducive for jobs to be available.
9: There is a general saying that any gathering where there is no woman is suspicious. This just shows the importance and value of women in any society. No nation can exist and function without women because they make up a larger percentage of the world's population. The Voices for Women in Leadership says that their focus is on the younger generation as they are the most vulnerable in the society. Here are the voices of women on the need to educate the young girls on their rights and also shun violence. We're able to
15: enlighten them of certain activities such as for them to shun abuses and sexual immorality and rapes and know their rights, how to come against all those uh, vices. They are able to mm-hmm. distribute certain items to them to use and among the items we were able to give the girls there some sanitary towels and other items. Even young boys in the school collected that they were going to give their
14: parents. We allowed both the boys and girls to be there. After all, the sexual abuse comes from the men sometimes from the girls, but mostly from the men. So they needed to hear what they shouldn't do and how they should treat any girl as their sister and so on.
9: It is often believed that when things go wrong in the society, women and children are the most hit, and this is a major concern as bearers, nurturers and caregivers. Grace Bonat, Assistant Coordinator of the Abuja Chapter of Voices for Women in Nigeria Leadership Initiative, explains further.
15: We are here to cry out to the government to help us, to see that the hardship we are going through, our children are going through, mothers are going through, families are going through, everyone is passing through, is affecting us negatively. So we are here also to call upon the government to look into many policies that they have put in place to see that they improve and put so-called in the life of families so that
9: we will all be happy in Nigeria. Over the years, women have been known to voice their opinions and displeasure when it comes to issues that affect the general interest of the society. This is because these issues will directly and indirectly affect them both as mothers, wives, sisters and friends. In other words, they serve as advocates to the people. Grace Bonat again.
15: We are voices to the childless, to the orphans, to the young children who cannot speak for for themselves, for the village women, for the local women in our, our community, for the market women, women who cannot come out. So we, on their behalf, are here to stand for them and voice out their cry to the government that we are feeling what they are feeling. We are together. We are together with them. We are feeling what all of them in the community, in the villages are feeling. So that is the purpose why we are here, to voice out our voices, to
9: speak out for them. Women empowerment gives them the tools and freedom to react to societal issues positively. It also gives them insight on leadership and economic growth that isn't only beneficial to them, but the society at large. But in a bid to achieve a safe and better society, everyone must come out to do their own quarter with the help of government dr elizabeth atanya elaborates what we can do
14: lies on what the government allows us to do and it is difficult so for that reason even though we plan to empower women to train women uh, and so on we are still calling on the government we are raising our voice to the government because the situation we are in even the rich and the wealthy they are crying but we plan to still train people we don't need money to train people in leadership so we are planning on that we need to train women and young women to know what it means to be a leader an honest leader women with integrity so that we don't just blame the government that they are not doing the right thing but what are we ourselves doing? So we plan to train women to shun the very things that are causing us to have problems.
9: When things go wrong in the world, women indeed are never silent. Empowering women helps to pave way for them to be financially independent, giving them the opportunity to impact not just their immediate environment, but the nation at large.
14: Silent. When around the world, people, hot and hungry children cry. We'll sing out now for justice and development and hold the rights of all the people high so sing a song for women everywhere let it ring around the world and never never cease so sing a song for women everywhere Quality, development and peace
9: Indeed, women fight for quality, development and peace Anywhere they find themselves So let's always sing a song for women Everywhere and anywhere Let it ring around the world And it should never cease Women's voices must be heard by all And on that note, dear listener, we've come to the end of this edition of Women and Development. Focus today was on voices for women in leadership. Do join us again same time next week for a fresh edition of the program. You can share your thoughts with us by writing to the producer, Women and Development. The email is... Englishproducers24 at gmail.com Visit the website www.von.gov.ng and we'll be delighted to hear from you. The program came to you from the studios of Voice of Nigeria. Production was by Emilia Ohuabunwa, assisted by Chisom nwoke Tajuddin Sali who handled the audio console and I am Jude kankara many thanks for listening
11: stop stop the proliferation of illicit arms the proliferation of illicit small arms and light weapons has led to the untimely death of innocent citizens this is not healthy for our growth and socio-economic development. The proliferation of illicit arms is having devastating effect in our land and has been plaguing our dear country, Nigeria. It is estimated there are over six million illicit arms in circulation in Nigeria. This huge number and overflow of weapons in the country have needlessly contributed to the very high levels of armed crimes. Banditry, insurgency, terrorism, and political thuggery, thereby making the citizenry, including you, insecure. Nigeria is a great country. It belongs to you and me. We must work together to rid Nigeria of illicit small arms and light weapons. Stop gun running. Stop stockpiling. Stop selling your security and well being for cheap. If you know anyone or group of persons involved in smuggling of small arms and light weapons or steal stockpiling illicit arms, please report to the security agency nearest to you. The government is determined. Support the government so that we can live in a safe and secure environment. This message is brought to you by the National Center for the Control of Small Arms and Light Weapons.
2: From the center of unity, Abuja, to the shores of the Atlantic Ocean, Lagos. This is Voice of Nigeria.
15: No country makes progress when terror reigns. Our oh, oh. Forces are doing their part, fighting to end terrorism and keep us safe. They are
10: trying to win the war, but you and I, we need to do our part to make their job easier.
11: When anyone tells you to join in promoting terror, tell them no. It does no one any good. It is terrorism. Save you. The sooner we end terrorism, the sooner the men, women and children affected can get back to their lives, and the sooner we can get on with building a new Nigeria. We can do this with your help.
15: Hey, be vigilant. If you suspect something, say something.